Welcome to the Third Eye Wellness Podcast. My name is Mia Carrillo, a holistic nutritionist and energy worker based in San Diego, California. I'm sharing all my best tips and strategies for those wanting to connect deeper to their body and soul. Each week, you'll hear musings from me and guest experts in their field, as well as actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life now so you can live a more conscious lifestyle. Thanks so much for spending time with me today. Now let's dive right into today's episode. Hello, friends, and thank you so much for tuning in to a new episode of Third Eye Wellness Podcast. My name's Nia, and I know it's been a few weeks for those of you who have tuned in to the last few episodes and wondering, where the hell is she? (laughs) Um, But I have been busy, and if you don't follow me on Instagram, this is my plug of telling you you should because that's where I am the most active. And I have been busy creating something that I've wanted to do for such a long time, and that is create an online course. Um, And my online course is called Inner Harmony Healing Academy. And this is basically my methodology that I use to support my private clients on their healing journey. So anything to do with their bodies and their health, but through a higher self-consciousness, through a third eye lens, if you will. The same work I do with these private clients is now going to be available to everybody to do on their own. It's a lot of work, but it's super exciting because that means that you can still get the healing you need and it's a cost effective and you can go at your own pace. So if you haven't gotten on the wait list yet, this is your sign to do that because those on the wait list get a bomb discount and it's a price you're never going to see again. And I'll leave that link in the show notes. Um, this will deactivate um, after the end of this week. And if you're something, this is something you're interested in, I, I highly recommend jumping on the waitlist. The course will only be five fifty five for those on the waitlist. Um, so if you're on any type of mind body healing journey or struggling with issues related to your health, um, involving your weight, digestion, your mood, and just overall affecting your quality of life and wellness, this is something that is probably going to support you in a way that you are craving and seeking and maybe traditional medicine um, hasn't been able to do that for you. So that's something I'm going to throw out there. But anywho, uh, jumping into today's episode, we have Adrian back. If you remember, um, at the end of last year, I brought Adrian on to talk about the shadow. She is the shadow queen. Um, and so we are going to be actually discussing the shadow again, but with the lens of our Saturn return. And if you're unfamiliar with what a Saturn return is, I have an episode, a mini-sode, if you will, on what that is because it's something that I am kind of in the waning period, as she described in today's episode, the fading out of it. And it's a really important thing to consider because it's in your 30s, but every 30 years also, so 30, 60, 90. And so at all stages of life listening to this, you've either been in one, you're about to be in one, or um, one is your second one might be coming, depending how old you are. <laughs> so if you're wanting more details on the Saturn return, go look at episode two, season two, because we talk specifically and dissect the shadow and the Saturn return. So this is going to be... Um, 
kind of a building on the last two episodes. So this is a good one if you're wanting to deepen your understanding of what it means to do, and I say this with air quotes, the work, or if you're just really trying to understand who you are and not who you've been told to be and how to unravel those stories in your body. And the shadow is a really great way to do that. And if you're someone approaching a Saturn return, then this might be your calling to go even deeper into that. So... Without further ado, here is our lovely guest, Adrian. So we have Adrian back again. And this is going to be kind of a more in-depth conversation on the shadow, which she was here before for that. And then I recorded a mini episode talking about Saturn return just to have as like a database when clients would ask me what uh, Saturn return was. So we are combining these two topics with the expert herself because I might have a what's it called like a filtered view of mm-hmm. it because my Saturn return felt really wild and mm-hmm. tumultuous mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but easing out of the thick of it mm-hmm. would you say yep okay yes. I, I I see the the importance of it and it's actually it was even though it was tumultuous it felt beautiful mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so Let's just start with, like, what Saturn is. I've heard of Saturn's day, like, on Saturday. Is that a thing? Oh, yes, yes. Okay. That Saturn is associated with that, yeah. Saturnalia is what originally Christmas was as well. Hmm. Yeah, so there's, I mean, you'll hear that a lot because Saturn is a... I've never heard a, that. No, Saturnalia? Yeah, it's, it's a pagan holiday. Mm. But it, it preceded Christmas mm. because Saturn it rules, I think, Capricorn. Capricorn is during that time of the year, so maybe there was an association to that. Saturn is an archetype, right? Saturn is, you know, it's the name of a god. And in, in the Greek pantheology... Um, you know, Saturn was the main god. It was who everybody re- revered and looked up to. And so Saturn as an energy, and, you know, when we look at the, as an astrologer, you know, looking at each of these planets, I'm looking at them as gods, you know, in the way that mm. they were once uh, worshipped or revered as such, right? We look to the cosmos to make sense of what was going on down on Earth. And now mm. we look to the cosmos and we make sense of what's going on internally as well mm. as on Earth, right? Mm. And so Saturn is that archetype of it, it it's the lord of reality if you will like what is reality what is reality composed of and how do we contribute to forming reality which is the material world right mm. it's it is this it is this fabrication of our thoughts and our behaviors which construct this reality we won't even call it an illusion of reality because that would be another planet. Um, so Saturn marks time in our life. And what we know about time and space, you know, where we are in the physical world is that time does matter. Time is the cycle, of, are the cycles. Mm. And the cycles are measured by, you know, a certain phenomenon, things that are happening in the outer world. Each season is marked and descripted by a description of what's going on in the world. Right. Like what the weather is like and how the trees and the flowers and the vegetation are growing. So Saturn, in the same way, marks those periods of time in our life. 
you think about, you know, we're babies for a really long time. We're not actually fully capable until we're much older, right? That's that's the only mammal that takes that long to develop. Mm. And so when you think about the development of the person in order to function in a society and survive, it's based upon these certain developmental tasks, if you will. Does that make sense? Rephrase that, maybe. Which part? (laughs) Um, The developmental tasks, yeah. So at around, let's say, about four months old, the the task at the time is for us to, as babies, learn how to roll over. Mm. And a baby rolls over, and, you know, a mother is like, oh, my baby rolled over. And maybe then at about seven to nine months, the task is to learn to crawl. And then at about one, you know, and so on, the task is to learn to walk, Mm -hmm. to talk. And so we are given these tasks, if you will, challenges, tests, trials, tribulations, Mm -hmm. obstacles, whatever word we want to use for it, because it is friction against us. So Saturn has the reputation of being oppressive and restrictive and that there being a negative, which, you know, there is. I mean, who wants to go through struggles like all the time, (laughs) right? But that those struggles yield our competencies they yield our strengths they yield our Mm. talents our gifts and more importantly they shape our character right Hmm. so would you say saturn is present for that four month old that's learning to roll over saturn is always present because each Mm. of these planets is you know it's like the constellation of us we are saturn we are neptune how Mm. how that is representative of um our life is that that is what the archetype of this is so in other words each time that we move through any phase in our life we are moving through the archetype of saturn Mm. right when when our parents are teaching us and disciplining us and showing and shaping us how to be in the world and we're learning arithmetic and we're learning you know our p's and q's that's saturn functioning in in our lives Mm. these tasks for us to become part of a society part of a family requires that we behave in certain ways that we learn the rules and the expectations of the world hmm. I am thinking about how you said it the archetype of it yeah I almost feel like and I think I've heard this on um, when you did an archetype episode mm-hmm. um, with Mimi and Chase mm-hmm. maybe a year or so ago mm-hmm. and I think we get um, well, maybe I speak for myself with this. I used to believe that the archetypes were like, okay, I, I'm the maiden, then I'm the mother, mm-hmm. rather than like floating in between all these other archetypes. Yeah. Um, like it's not linear in that way. Mm-hmm. Like it comes and goes. And even with like Saturn, particularly, it's like, yeah, you'll have a return mm-hmm. of it, but like it's always kind of been present anytime yeah. you've been challenged. It's, and it always is present because the way that you respond to those challenges and what it does for you is Saturn in you. Mm-hmm. You know, the as you're saying, you know, the archetype is the experience. It's a pattern of experience that we all have as human beings. So it's always present. Mm-hmm. And Saturn is the archetype of life itself. And with life comes death, right? Mm-hmm. And so the coexistence of life and death is the basis of our reality, our form, our mm-hmm. material existence. That is Saturn. Would you say, okay, I've hear, I hear this said a lot, and I'm not sure mm-hmm. I understand that, and maybe there's someone else out there who thinks the same way, but life means death, 
life equals death we hear that a lot mm-hmm. or like in order for life to happen is that basically what it's saying is in order for life to happen death has to yeah that's that's a good question and actually that's it uh opens up more with saturn so if saturn is marking time mm-hmm. you know and and there are tasks at de- at developmental periods it in some ways what it means is that a part of us dies in order for another part of us to be born, mm-hmm. right? Just like the seed dies to, you know, the spring mm-hmm. that it creates and that dies to the, to the root that it creates and the stalk and the tree and the flower and so on. Mm-hmm. And so that death is an intricate part of life. Death really is in some ways the, the creation of life, mm-hmm. right? And so when we die to our youth, Right. That is a Saturn time and a Saturn return in some ways is also a death of this innocent part of us that still felt like it got to like Mm -hmm. skip through the world and anything was possible. And you could pursue 16 million things and travel the world. And all of a sudden your Saturn return comes and it's like, oh, shit, I got to grow up. Mm -hmm. Right. And so the restrictions of that period are also what forge, right, really forge under pressure the diamond of who we are, Mm -hmm. right? But we have to um, fulfill these Mm -hmm. tasks during those periods in our life. Because if we don't, then the shadow side of Saturn is oppression and restriction. And Saturn does not give a shit about your excuses. (laughs) It does not. You know, when we go to Saturn and we say, oh, you know, Saturn, please, I didn't know. Saturn would be like, yeah, sorry, you should have known. Why didn't you know? That's on you. Like, take personal responsibility for your life. (sighs) Yep. And that's why Saturn (laughs) Returns can be really hard. That makes me so uncomfortable (laughs) just hearing that um that this is actually a very um even though I'm not like like I think and this is maybe will clear up a lot of things for people because Mm -hmm. this is a common misconception Mm -hmm. I've been sold or told about Saturn return Mm -hmm. is like oh it's nine months and then you're done Mm -hmm. um but that's not the truth right like there's we just discussed Mm -hmm. before we recorded this that there's a kind of like a ripple effect. Or right. Would you describe it as? I use the word ripple. You use like use? oh, waxing and waning yes. period. Like okay. if you think about it in terms of you know the actual Saturn return. So what a Saturn return is technically is when Saturn in the sky. So each of the planets is in certain constellations and so on and so forth. But when Saturn returns to its exact position mm-hmm. that it was at your time of birth, it takes about. 28 and three-fourths years to get to that point. So a Saturn return essentially happens in a person's life anywhere from around late 28 to early 30. Mm. There is a um, there is a time period in which um, it occurs. And much of that is based on whether Saturn was retrograde or not in the person's birth chart. It's, it doesn't matter. Mm. The point is, is that nothing happens in a fixed moment of time, first of all. So if we even consider that, right? Like, so um, a mother is you know pregnant for nine months does that mean that that nine months just stopped and now suddenly she's something else no it builds Mm -hmm. on itself but the um I think the intensity of it is around that period for a person and and think about you know what we're also talking about so the waxing period of that is around age 27 late 27 28 think about what was going on in your life at that time and you know how you might have been recalibrating goals you know, I've said this to you before, but pre-Saturn return, I don't 
relate to that version of me and I also did a lot of like medicine journeys and things so I don't know if that has a lot you don't relate to her now you're saying yeah Mm -hmm. like I almost like don't know who that person is Mm -hmm. like she feels like a separate person um so when I think of 27 year old me I'm like I really have to think uh she probably thought she had it all figured out Mm -hmm. very defensive Mm -hmm. protective Mm -hmm. did you have a good job I was maybe a year or two into working for myself so it was like very um new and tumultuous and being an entrepreneur and making my own money mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a lot of roller coaster rides yeah and there and you know and that's the forming of you know your your Saturn self which is stepping into our responsibility it's stepping into our competency mm-hmm. you know basically that Saturn return is another launch pad for like do I feel equipped to deal with life you know mm-hmm. prior to that the 20s are I think are hard yeah. you know I think the 20s are having worked uh you know primarily with you know people in their 20s and the treatment centers that I was in like the 20s are very very hard Mm -hmm. but yet what the 20s have which we um take advantage of is there's a naivety Mm -hmm. with it you know Mm -hmm. there's still this kind of not quite a uh constellated personality so to speak you know Mm -hmm. there's still the possibilities for things in our life and then we hit the end of the 20s and it's like okay uh uh-oh you know, I've, I've got to get myself together. Now yes. there are expectations. And another really big pressure of this time is that people fall under the social pressures. Oh, God, I'm not married. Yeah. I should have, you know, a child. I went to college and I studied this and I don't even like this now. And, oh, and now I can't go out on my own. So really, it's a collision course with your values, the values that you were conditioned with. Mm-hmm. So what the people around you told you was important, your idea of what success is and all the things that you should do mm-hmm. right you you have this confrontation this is the shadow with is this what i believe or am i following somebody else's rules expectations and yeah. that's hard right yeah. that's an identity it's a first identity crisis that happens yeah. and then people that made all of those decisions under the burden or the weight of other people's expectations they're usually around saturn return going oh my god what did i do and and now like you it's like stepping out and going like am i willing to take this risk am i willing to do something that goes against what my people tell me i should do mm-hmm. yeah all of that i'm like mm-hmm. so you say that like kind of questioning of self mm-hmm. it starts around 27 even mm-hmm. before the like thick of your saturn yo yeah that that feels very relevant especially when you're comparing yourself and I think a lot of people who are Mm self-employed or entrepreneurs they compare themselves to maybe the peers that are following the like social norms of the nine to five and then that's when they start to climb the corporate ladder I remember specifically looking at like friends who were like making six figures and like maybe having children and I felt so behind because I was choosing and I say this with air quotes for those that are listening, like the alternative lifestyle. Um, And so I felt so behind. Mm -hmm. But then it's like fast forward three years later and these people that I was comparing myself to Mm -hmm. are like, it seems like... The challenges are there's more much more at stake mm-hmm. or they're they're in situations where like say they had kids and they want to make career shifts it's not as easy mm-hmm. as it were would have been if they like switched at 26 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And you're a great example of that too. You're a great example though of your generation actually. Um, you know, so Saturn, Saturn, Saturn stays in a sign for about two, two and a half years. So in other words, you know, there are two and a half years range of people of your age that are all operating under this Saturn in Aquarius. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. And so the Saturn in Aquarius generation is, you know, one, and, and let me back up and say that, you know, what Saturn represents in our birth chart is the area where we do have struggles. It's the area where we are going to have to work really hard to develop ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's where our fears are. It's where, and, and the fear with, with Saturn is inadequacy. I'm not good enough. I'm not valuable enough. And so this is a part of our human nature. And we are going to buffer against that in some way. Some people will follow a traditional, follow a traditional path and that will make them feel secure. Others may venture out and do something that is so-called alternative and yet really still have to learn the responsibility and dedication and discipline and all of the things that come along with Saturn. You see, we can never escape Saturn. We need Saturn. Saturn, Nia, you'll like this. Saturn is the work. So when we talk about like, are you doing the work? Whatever the work is with our air quotes, that's what Saturn is. And the work will look different depending on what age we are, what area of life we're in. So your generation, Saturn and Aquarius, they were really um, questioning tradition and, uh, you know, what is progressive and what is so-called alternative. Mm-hmm. You know, Aquarius is is both very, um, it's, it's both very structured and traditional and you know needing to do the right thing but at the same time it's unconventional and it's innovative and it's progressive and it's idealistic Mm. and so that's what your generation is really working with I would imagine that you know many of your peers are riding that edge between letting go of the tradition Mm -hmm. you know I question and I mean I don't know what people go through behind closed doors but I think of like people who maybe haven't embarked on like their healing journey or um explored consciousness with themselves and maybe are asleep in some ways like how does that like show up if they just continue along I want to word this correctly um what happens if you just have no understanding of what's going on Mm -hmm. and you don't change anything Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm does that mean like mm-hmm. crises will crises will, will come? I, I hear what you're saying, and I think it's a good question. But I think I would frame it differently. I okay. would say those that that are conscious, and this is interesting. I'm glad you said that because actually Saturn in Aquarius, your generation as well, consciousness is something that's really important. It's a pursuit, and and we can say that you know 28 years or so, 30 years before you were mm-hmm. born, you know that generation of Aquarius, there was the pursuit of medicine and technology, mm-hmm. technology mm-hmm. even more. So there's this. You know, there is this uh, extraordinariness associated with Aquarius. Your extraordinariness, your generation, is around consciousness again. Mm. So this desire for consciousness, this desire to understand how we are all interconnected, how we network, like there's a brilliance there, a zeitgeist there that I think, to answer your question, whether or not you're conscious of it or not, because you're, you're part of it, mm, you are. You will feel it either yeah. way, right? And and here is somebody that's what we're saying is maybe not conscious of Saturn and around their Saturn return may, you know, experience like huge identity crisis mm. and things things of that nature and not feel like 
not feel equipped to deal with it and then question who they are as an individual. They did the wrong thing. So here now is where the shadow comes in. I'm bad. I didn't do what I want. Where if they had some consciousness, they might also realize like, hey, this is an opportunity for me to question my values in the face of what I've been, my conditions are. You understand either way, like we can't completely defend against it. Hmm. I, I guess I should have replaced it consciousness with like awareness, like someone who maybe doesn't know anything about astrology mm-hmm. or like these archetype concepts right. and maybe just did really forge a more traditional path. But because they're part of Aquarius, say they're born in 91, mm-hmm. they automatically have that consciousness or they will be working with it and there will be the the opportunity for it to develop in them you know and that's one facet of aquarius but it is in in consciousness in the sense of progression enlightened awakening like that opening awareness that changes things that Mm. can see beyond the structures and so you know you have to think about the the tech world and Mm -hmm. you know how that that was the thing i was thinking about is like that generation like why are they they're so much more equipped in a way that, you know, at, my, at that age, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And and I realized that one of the big differences is that I had to read books. Like, mm-hmm. you guys have everything at your just, I, yeah. I have a thought. Let me look it up on my phone. And technology, Aquarius. And it's like, all of a sudden, you can go down this rabbit hole and become, like, an armchair specialist in quantum physics because <sighs> you followed a couple blog posts that did a good job expressing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, our other generations, we had to read. And we had to, it wasn't as, it wasn't as available. Mm. And even if, like, and I think about books, like, you can listen to a book in, like, three hours versus, like, reading it. Mm-hmm. We also have Kindles and things like that. You're mm-hmm. not going to the library. Exactly. Wow. So consciousness, when we talk about the availability or maybe even awareness in yeah. your case, like, the the awareness is more available you know, whether or not that's actually integrated into some, you know, consciousness on a metaphysical level, mm-hmm. that's still their pursuit. That's still the mm-hmm. pursuit, you know, and I think that that's why many people around your age are so involved with, you know, um, these like thought, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the um, thought leaders, mm-hmm. you know, having these movements that people are working with and, you know, it's, it's powerful. It, as soon as you start talking about this, like it literally this makes sense why like I feel like people my age are so focused on like um bringing generational trauma Mm -hmm. to the surface Mm -hmm. like everyone wants to break the cycle that Mm -hmm. their parents maybe didn't have awareness over and so but I always wonder like why what's so different and like why is this now up in the air and like you hear about trauma all the time like Mm -hmm. inner child healing is trending and But was this stuff that was trending 30 years ago? Well, but again, we have to say, like, the way by which it's trending Mm -hmm. was not available 30 years ago. That's what I'm saying. Like, the technology, like, the fact that I can just easily Google something. Mm -hmm. Wow. Like... You that know, makes a lot of so sense. So in, in some ways, it's great that it's bringing this because the stuff that we're talking about right now is in the shadow. Like mm-hmm. people weren't just sitting around talking about trauma at Starbucks. <laughs> you know, it was something they were whispering about yeah. with their therapist and maybe with like, you know, a confidant or something like mm-hmm. that. So the availability of it has brought it into light in some ways. Mm-hmm. But, it, it, you know, I would argue because I'm a purist that it also has maybe um, – I don't know, taken away some of the reverence of it as well, you know, and 
And I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, so I just wait. I, I, I'm a hung jury. <laughs> well, that, that brings one. me back to, like, uh, from our last, like, talk about the shadow specifically. Like, how you said, like, you can't just do shadow work and then, like, yeah. check it off your mm-hmm. list. And I see people like, oh, yeah, I did shadow work earlier today. And it's yeah. like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, how, how does one just, like, open that and then close it? Mm-hmm. Well, in the same way, like, how does one just, like, you know, open their life and then close it, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's, there's, there's something about the engagement of it. You know, you have now learned, like, shadow work isn't something that, oh, I'm glad you said this, actually. Shadow work isn't something that you just do. It might start off as doing. It's something that you become. Mm-hmm. And equally so, I think the transition, right, because the Saturn return to me is an initiation. And, and in our culture, we are so void of ritual and ceremony mm-hmm. and initiations. Like, we don't don't we don't honor these changes and so we're not supported and we feel very alone Mm -hmm. and so if we honored the Saturn return we would know that it was a sacred initiation a rite in many ways and along with that there are certain rituals that have to be Mm -hmm. had it's a bridge between you know this this being like I'm being responsible. I'm I'm being this. I'm being that. Like we're learning and shaping ourselves through this being, you know, all the way up to let's say the Saturn return. Mm-hmm. And then this is this juncture in which the being actually you become, mm-hmm. right? Now, I don't need to try so hard to be responsible. I am responsible. Mm-hmm. I don't have to ask my mom's permission. Am I making the right decision? I trust my confidence mm-hmm. in making the right decision, right? So it's yeah. the bridge between the the act of being, which what is that a verb? To <laughs> you know the the noun of being Mm. you embody all of the lessons that you have experienced prior Mm. to and in the embodiment of that you go out into the world like the hero equipped Mm. to deal with life engaged in life Mm. that's what shadow work is it's an engagement with life in its fullness so do you think that like like the saturn return is kind of when the shadow calls out to you I think that in my experience of um watching and working with people um it does very much seem to me that around that age people that you know they start really becoming more conscious of their dark spots it's you know again the availability of the word shadow work makes everybody want to do it but really without them knowing it I think a lot of my clients especially in that age range and I was actually just saying to my husband the other day I seem to have every year I feel like I'm like god I have so many people going through their Saturn return and finally I'm like yeah duh because maybe going through their Saturn return is a time when they would step out and say like all right what's the map I realize that there is a relationship between the outer world and my inner world. How can I become a participant of this? Mm. How can I engage in the work of my life? Because I know that I'm creating this reality in front of me. And so, yes, yeah, I think that, you know, the Saturn return is definitely a time when I find people reach out for this. Mm. You know, I... I'm someone that usually seeks things out where I'm like, all right, I just got to get this done. (laughs) And I don't think I really understood, like, when someone said, like, oh, shadow work, I don't know. I associated, obviously, darkness with it, Mm -hmm. which there is that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But I didn't even know what it was until maybe the end of last year, like, and it was actually like an invitation where it was the one thing on my healing journey that I did not seek out. It <laughs> sought me out. That's beautiful. Um, and I, and just, that just dawned on me. Like, yeah. Huh. And it's like something, though, that I feel like I wouldn't want to like, 
and maybe that's out of fear but like I wouldn't want to like oh let me jump into this mm-hmm. because now now going through like the thick of my Saturn mm-hmm. return it mm-hmm. was not pleasant mm-hmm. yeah and I, you know I don't that's the thing with Saturn is that Saturn isn't pleasant and we avoid what isn't pleasant mm-hmm. as a human mm-hmm. you know like we want what is easy what is what feels good and anytime we have to push and do the work it's like oh this is uncomfortable this takes too long I don't want to have to go to college that long I just want to do this you know so Saturn is teaching us about you know the again time and I and and our capabilities mm-hmm. and so that brings me to the side of sh- the, the shadow work with Saturn is very much tied into as I said earlier our inadequacies and Saturn we have to learn that there's a a certain way to be in the world you know first our parents are are showing us that like this is the way that you behave this is what's right this is what's wrong you need to do this mm-hmm. like it's teaching us all the rules and it's teaching us how to manage ourselves mm-hmm. manage our urges you know manage our impulses mm-hmm. manage right that that really is um how we are learning to be I want to say productive, but instead I think I'll say um, stable, just stable and and secure, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to go through these these journeys. And I think in that, what we also are learning is that there are certain things that are bad. So if my family overemphasizes success, then failure is bad. Mm. If my family overemphasizes status, then not having anything is bad. You see what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. I'm beginning to build an inventory list mm-hmm. between what is good and what is productive and what is successful and what is bad and what I should avoid at all costs. We mm-hmm. create the shadow in that because we are a creation of the shadow. Our culture has its own shadow, okay, has yes. its own norms, yeah. right? Its own moral right and wrongs. And we are conditioned by those. But at some point, we have to question whether or not we really believe them, Mm. which means we have to confront the shadow. Mm. All the things that we think are bad and wrong, are they? Or that we're not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or that we're not, yeah. Mm. So it's like a a disassembling of the ego, the identity. Yeah, maybe it is a disassembling Or, or, or maybe even a reorganization. Mm. let's say that because Saturn is it's there's a practical part so what if we said I like (laughs) that actually what if Saturn return is really that's beautiful Nia look what we just came up with (laughs) oh cool (laughs) the reorganization Mm. of identity and Mm -hmm. ego because if you think about it right we're taking some of it we're dismantling it and then going, well, what parts, though? Well, yeah, I still, I do believe in this. I, mm. I, I do believe in marriage, despite it's the, the alternative thing is to not do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to hold on to this one, yeah. right? And then another, we go, I don't really think you have to have a four-year degree in order to be respected. I'm going to let that one go, mm. right? Reorganization. Yeah, I like that. I do. When we consider the Saturn return, what would be, like, the first, like, experiences emotionally someone would be having Mm -hmm. or sensing in their life or patterns? What would be things that would like oh wow this is this is coming about for mm-hmm. me so yeah, i think themes might yeah and you know again there's a little bit uh, uh all in all i would say that it's going to you're going to start to feel this pressure 
the pressure of responsibility. Am I good enough? Did I do enough? It's that it's that internal pressure of not feeling prepared or feeling like you're not enough or you're not keeping up with what others are. I think the emotional feeling that I would associate with it is going to be that feeling of pressure. And then there's a, there's a feeling, I think, too, of frustration that also comes about. And it's often a frustration with one's life. As though, you know, you're at this this juncture and you, you, because to take responsibility for yourself means that you cannot be the victim of circumstances. These things have happened to me. My this did that to me. And and at some point you go like, uh-huh, okay, and I am going to do with that whatever I choose, right? That might be the work. So this isn't to say to, you know, because I, another question that you were asking around the Saturn return, we were talking about trauma. I also find that people um, really start to explore their trauma around that time as well, because Saturn is giving us this little signal that, hey, you're actually a lot more capable than you realize. Here are your gifts. Here are your strengths. Here are your tools. Lean into them. Mm-hmm. And so we start to feel at first ill-equipped to deal with life, pressure, overwhelm. Then we start to feel really equipped. Okay, I feel good. I, this is my this is my journey. This is what I want to do. I'm going to say that ideally. Some people that don't um, that don't move through this initiation with grace, um, they tend to repeat the same mistakes over and over again and they become um, what like, does that look like? They don't learn their lessons. You know, we learn, we say we learn our lessons because we change our behavior. We change our perspective. Mm -hmm. And instead, they end up in a cycle of repeating the same lesson over and over in their life. Not learning from it because the world is doing this to them. This is doing this to them. They feel oppressed by external influences Mm -hmm. versus recognizing that how we engage with the outer world is what determines Mm -hmm. our character, right? So they miss the mark of, I sound cliche, but like standing in their power and standing in their power. What Saturn would say is their authority, you know, my authority, my sovereignty, my autonomy, you know, which is to say I I can go out into the world now. Mm -hmm. So people that miss that mark, they often feel victimized Mm -hmm. and they don't typically succeed in life. They have one hard lesson after the other. So these are the people and we all know them that are just like, man, they just can't seem to get it together, mm. right? If you don't have certain life skills, it's as basic as that. Mm. Really is as basic as that. So I liked, I think you used the word hero earlier. Mm. Um, so that's this opportunity to be the hero of your own life, you would say. Mm-hmm. And if you welcome the things that's presented from a Saturn return, whether it's your job or your relationship. Or all of the above. Or all Mm -hmm. of them at the same time. Then you can start to shed that idea of like being a victim to the circumstances, maybe related to trauma. Mm-hmm. Maybe, or anything that mm-hmm. you feel that, you know, Powerless. has been done to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really does give, I think, us the opportunity, what we gain through this, right? And, I, you know, again, I like to think about these gods. And as we're going through these initiations, these gods want certain offerings, you know, and I wouldn't bring, you know, the offering of like, peace lilies or something like that to Saturn like what Saturn wants is Saturn wants hard work yeah Saturn wants to see like my report card (laughs) 
of all the things that I did. It wants to see like my personal inventory, you know, it wants to see like the progress reports and things. That is the offerings that I can bring to Saturn, Mm -hmm. you know, and in honor of that, I recognize that I have to be a participant of my life. Otherwise, Saturn kicks us in the ass over and over again. Okay, let's let's dive into this. This is ringing a bell in my head. Okay, what does that practically look like? The work, hard work, yep, right? I, we hear that so much, and I understand it. I'm like, oh yeah, I've done the work. Yeah, but I'm like, what is that actually? How would you define that? Oh, that's. I, mean, <laughs> I think for each to each their own. But I think what is behind that it's is is it's an effort. It's an effort to consistently show up in a way that feels aligned to what your values are, who you are as an individual, Mm -hmm. to do the right thing and the right thing as like your own right action Mm -hmm. because it makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. And doing the right thing is not always the easiest. It's Mm -hmm. it's hardly ever (laughs) the easiest thing. So, I mean, I think doing the work is really becoming becoming a person you know it is becoming mm-hmm. who we are and and ultimately contributing that is the, the greatest mark of saturn is i'll become so that i can contribute mm. and when i contribute i go back into the whole and saturn understands as i said the cycles of life and death mm-hmm. and understands that we have to continue to grow and give back you know it's almost like living in your own truth as the work, which I can Hard see. earned truth too, <laughs> yeah. right? Which I think you said a, a while ago, you know, and I, I know a lot of, you know, I will say mid twenties and 27 seems to be kind of a peak where they're really, um, self-aware. They're really, really self-aware and they've done the work as we're talking about, you know, but yet it's, it's as if like the, the wisdom that Saturn brings is earned through experience. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much you've read and what a genius you are. You have to have, you earn it through the engagement with life. Mm-hmm. And from that, you extract the wisdom of that experience. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like, and I remember, you know, I think I was brilliant at 27. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I was at the, the height of knowledge like I, all everything I knew and I was doing it was brilliant my mind worked so fast and I and I could espouse all of these um you know these wise periods of time in people's lives but I myself hadn't experienced mm-hmm. them and so then I remember probably in my early 30s being like just laughing at that version of me that thought she knew mm-hmm. and now this version of me that was like ugh Ugh. you know there's yours <laughs> <laughs> you're saying something that I resonate with um do you notice like since you see a lot of clients that are in it or about to be in their Saturn return like there's commonalities between like whether it's like I mean I mean Saturn return is what is linking them all together but beyond that do you find any kind of commonalities with these individuals right now I do and uh I should say last year I did too Saturn and um Capricorn was a really cool uh group of people too but no this version what I see is it's what you spoke to it's this alternative way of Mm -hmm. um living and being in the world you know they they, it's defying the the structure and the traditional model of working and being of service you know and 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 doing your job in a way that doesn't control your life like you're not working to live you know and I think that your generation is really uh, not your generation excuse me Saturn that Saturn generation which is only two and a half years versus many others 
um, is doing a wonderful job of, you know, moving beyond that, questioning that, doing their own innovative way Mm -hmm. of work in the world. And so, yeah, that has been a, a common theme that I've seen, which is really impressive. It's interesting. I feel like COVID um, and like being kind of like some people were laid off. So they had to be very creative about how they um, made money while they were in quarantine. Um, and a lot, they call it the great resignation. Mm-hmm. Um, people quitting their jobs left and right and like designing the life that they always mm-hmm. wanted and being f- kind of forced. And again, I say this with air quotes into these positions and their blessings in disguise. Mm-hmm. Cause mm-hmm. I do remember when I quit my job when I was 25 there were individuals in my life that were like, oh, that's so crazy. Like, you're going to make money on the internet? Like, because I saw clients virtually before all of this. No one knew what Zoom was. And I was, in, like, considered, like, well, she's crazy. That's irresponsible. Mm-hmm. And now that's the thing to do. Um, and I think COVID, that's, like, one positive, like, thing that we got from it is mm-hmm. a lot of people... Uh, ventured out into creating what they wanted yeah and you bring up such a good point too and that that's um that just dawned on me with this so the the lessons attached to saturn in the physical world like the obstacles and the things that we run into they become you know the um again i'll say the friction but what it does is it 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 draws out of us what is already in there. It's Mm -hmm. like, again, we need to have this pressure in order to know that we are capable and competent of doing these things. So anytime that we have a struggle or a stressor, it's what it squeezes out of us that really matters. That's the important piece. And so what you say, which is really interesting, is that, and this is about two years prior, you know, uh, for you, I guess, a year. I mean, it, it was not, Saturn was in Capricorn during that time. So your Saturn in Aquarius generation, that would have been the necessary conditions, right? the pressure to help bring out what was already naturally Mm -hmm. there when we think about this Aquarius like even technology online stuff Mm -hmm. you know being able to work from anywhere in the world and and also like being able to have different sources of income not Mm -hmm. having to do the same thing you know there's so much innovation and you're right that condition because that was a huge pressure condition Mm -hmm. look what it yielded and for those that were able to rise to the challenge, now they have something that they have to work with, right? Mm-hmm. There's the work. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now you want to do this and you want to be innovative and you want to start your own thing. Where's your discipline? Where's your dedication? Where's your responsibility? You And, and this is something I was going to you know save and kind of drop at the end, but it, it, I can say it now. <laughs> Saturn return, right? The initiation of Saturn, it's reparenting. Honestly, what it comes mm-hmm. down to is it's it is a reparenting phase. So in this moment, you know, I, can I parent myself enough? Do I have the discipline, the dedication, the masculine side of myself? Is it developed enough that I can mm-hmm. that I can pursue and mm-hmm. and build in this innovative way that we're talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's really what Saturn return also brings us into focus with is that again, we're not victims, we're not children. It's not our parents' fault anymore. Now we have to become our parents. Mm-hmm. okay so how would you say this okay this is popping up in my head and i see a lot of women in this same sort of position where they've felt like you mentioned like the naivety of like being a child and the innocence and i can't say that i fully felt those things as a child i was always like very much disciplined as a child maybe much to my like 
like where it maybe created toxic habits. Um, And so for like the person that's like always been doing the work because they didn't have parents that maybe, I don't know, I don't know, I want to use very careful language here, like maybe they're just were just traumas that they their parents weren't able to fully show up in that way mm-hmm. and so they mm-hmm. kind of cared for themselves in ways that maybe other people can't relate to because they had that naivety experience mm-hmm. how does that play out mm-hmm. with someone who's in their Saturn return well I think uh, you know I'll, I'll extract a, a few things from what you said because okay. I think it brings up a good point like you know what about the people that you know during those the first 27 years have been o- overly responsible yes and <laughs> you know have you know checked all the boxes and done all the things and you know have have done everything that they could and maybe in your case what you're saying is it was coming out of a sense of survival yeah. they had no choice yep. and so then they hit their Saturn return which is you know traditionally is a growing up period but yeah. they're already grown up that's how I felt and I was like it's gonna be a breeze <laughs> nope nope because what Saturn return is also about is it's not just equipping you for the outer world challenges it's connecting you in the inner world mm-hmm. in a way that you're like wow I'm really a part of this mm-hmm. you know I'm really a part of this this you know beautiful world but also I have to be a part of this mm-hmm. and I think that that brings about a different level of pressure that even the most um, you know well prepared person would <laughs> is still going to run into, mm-hmm. and more importantly, what it also is it, it is a confrontation with ourself, mm-hmm. and and what mm-hmm. did we say? Oh, what was our reorganization, reorganization of identity, mm-hmm. right? And that's claiming like who I am, not just parroting what my parents told me or my society told me or my my job told me, but who am I mm-hmm. and to declare that <laughs> in the world? Woo. Yeah. Okay, I could see that. Because when I think about, I remember I had a friend uh, who was who's four years older than me, and she's like, um, she described a Saturn return when I was like 26, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do the work, and it's just going to be like a breeze for me. Nothing big is going to come up. And that was, like I said, not the case. But when I think back, like from this like conversation and this point of view, it's almost like the battle's been with myself. Mm. Um, and that reorganization of self is very, um, apparent now with mm-hmm. like a little bit of hindsight mm-hmm. and a little bit of this underneath my belt. Um, like it's almost like those, that overly preparedness mm-hmm. was, is the shadow mm-hmm. of, um, what I identified with. like who I was in the world Mm -hmm. so certain about it and and now I'm like oh that's actually not me I was just been told those things consistently yeah Yeah. but it you're in it's also the shadow in that you felt like you had to control yes your place in the world yes right and that comes out of a deep feeling of inadequacy Mm. you know I'm and, and inadequacy is like I'm not capable of no, I can't do. I won't be enough. I will never live up to, right? It's got many voices. Yeah. But at the core, it's a feeling of inadequacy. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, Saturn is the, is about fear. And we need to have a certain level of fear because having that little bit of fear, it also it it, it puts us in touch with our courage mm-hmm. and our conviction and and who mm-hmm. we are. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we'd all be like, you know, that movie Wally, where they're all just like sitting around and fat on their little. You've never seen that? No. Oh, it's great. It's a representation of where. I was thinking first, Wally the dog. (laughs) (laughs) Where our humanity is going. In other words, we would be complacent Mm -hmm. and we would be lazy. Mm -hmm. 
right? And we would be greedy. Like we need to have struggle in order to forge who we are. Yeah, it definitely kicked my ass into mm-hmm. gear. Like mm-hmm. in ways that I didn't, like I was so blind to where, and it's funny, two days ago, well actually yesterday, I was in um, like a sound, um, like bhakti thing where you, you're, you're saying the mantra and the thing that popped in my head and I was like, Mm, like I don't like that that about me but I'm gonna accept that that was there and it was I've played a little bit of the victim and I have to let that go because I'm no longer a sad little four-year-old girl like I am a grown-ass woman mm-hmm. and I can't for however long I want to I can blame my parents but that's not gonna do me anything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was like a, and it was a literal sadness of letting that version of me go and cry. Yeah. Um, as I was like chanting this mantra, I can't remember what it meant, but oh, I honor all parts of me. Mm. Um, and then it felt empowering to welcome that new version of yeah. me. And there was a death. Yeah. Yes. And that's what again, like the death of us in those moments, Saturn marks time. And so when you get married, that's a Saturn marked time. But mm. it's the death of your singleness. Mm. And now you are a you know, you're a unit. You're with somebody else. Child having giving birth is a death of yourself in some way mm-hmm. and we we tend to cling to those old ways of being like no i don't you know it's like a snake that's walking around with all of its like 15 shed skins <sighs> hanging off of it you Ooh. know like we hold on to the skin and that's when we struggle saturn's like all right if you didn't get the lesson this time let's try again this time okay let's try it this way you know mm-hmm. the more that we cling the more we suffer oh that hit me in the gut <laughs> um Was your phone ringing? No, it's the thing. You can, if you give it to me, I'll turn it off. Pull it over. It's oh. The... Oh. Do, 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 do. oh, the shadow in the body. Okay. Yes. Did we talk about Saturn in your birth chart? Yeah. We did? Okay. And Saturn return, shadow in the body. Okay. Yeah. We kind of did. Is there something else you want to say about that? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Um, so, obviously, like, you'll get more information by booking a session with you or an astrologer and understanding, like, mm-hmm. exactly what's going to pan out mm-hmm. if you're not yet beginning a Saturn return or you're in the middle of it and you're like, this is news to you. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about Saturn and one's birth sure. chart, like, in a general sense? Yeah, and even where, like... A, where you can learn more about that yeah. for yourself. I mean, nowadays we can get a birth chart very easily just by mm-hmm. looking online and finding out, you know, what um, what sign Saturn is in and, and more importantly, what house it's in in your chart. There are 12 oh. houses in a chart. So whichever house Saturn falls in, in your chart, that will be the area of life in which you experience um, challenges and difficulties where you're going to have to do the work to yield, you know, the, um, the payoff mm-hmm. and where you will feel oppressed and where you will feel um where you will feel inadequate so to speak mm-hmm. uh and that that area of life that house is where saturn is returning so it's also an opportunity for healing for healing that initial wounding that was there or and healing at birth yeah like Ooh. what what was there you know like what <laughs> challenges are you bringing 
bringing in, as you mentioned earlier, the ancestral healing, like Saturn is connected to the father. It's connected to the patriarch. It's connected to that side. And so, you know, some would say, some astrologers look at Saturn as the archetype of the father. Mm -hmm. So understanding, you know, what the legacy is there and how it's connected to you. Yeah. You can also look at Saturn, what sign it's in, what house it's in, what aspect it makes. Do you know what my house is in? I feel like it's probably family. Yeah, I'll I'll have to think of do what what ascendant remember that's my rising yeah what's your rising uh Gemini so Gemini and your Saturn is an Aquarius so I think that it would put it in the eighth house maybe Sagittarius Capricorn no the ninth house it would be the ninth house for you what's that I think we'd have to look um let's we'll look okay make sure you, your, I'm, it, it probably is. The ninth house is the house of um, beliefs. It's our f- personal mm-hmm. philosophy. It's, uh, it's how we believe in the world. Like what, what our, how our beliefs make us a part of the world. So in other words, we have thoughts, and those thoughts are sometimes our own. But those thoughts turn into beliefs, mm-hmm. and those beliefs then uh, direct our lives. Mm-hmm. Right? We we live according to our beliefs, whether they're conscious or not. Mm-hmm. So Saturn in that house would indicate that there would be struggles here that Mm -hmm. defining what you believe in Mm -hmm. and you know making that a part of your work as well this is the teacher that would be there this is actually the preacher like anybody that is teaching higher learning is going to be connected to the ninth house Hmm. yeah so people can do that on their own and and then looking at that and getting a sense of what is what saturn is asking of you Mm -hmm. like what is it demanding of you to learn in this at this iteration, at this juncture in your life, and and what you are learning from that, what will be your practical skills? Mm. Saturn is very practical. Mm. <laughs> you don't just get to learn this conceptually. You have to do it. Mm. Hmm. Go figure. So, okay, another question that comes to mind, what if someone doesn't have Saturn in Aquarius, they were in that Capricorn group, mm-hmm. and then now they're getting all this information, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, crap, it's past. Uh-huh. And then they look and say their Saturn's in the ninth house. Mm-hmm. It's not too late to do the work. Well, of course not, because Saturn is the work, right? And so Saturn, whichever house, like Saturn's in my second house, and the second house represents, um, you know, worth. It represents possessions and money. It represents the body, and so these are all going to be areas of my life that I will return to under pressures and stresses. Like there's something. It is my Achilles tendon, that area of life. But it also will be for me the area that I can draw upon for my strength. I know that I am capable and competent in this area like the insecurities begin to move away once you do the work and so that area of life then also becomes um it's kind of like a superpower in some way yeah Yeah. I'm curious I what was your Saturn return like oh gosh my Saturn (laughs) return yeah and I was I knew at the time so I was thinking back at that my Saturn return I got into a new relationship with Mm -hmm. my now husband and he was my teacher Um, he was my astrology teacher prior to we were good friends and we had started our we had a business together so I went into business for the first time with somebody Mm -hmm. um, and then around my Saturn return he and I got together and I went back to school I started, you know, my career changed. I was doing a couple other things in my career. I had taken on other um, responsibilities. Um, I personally started really confronting a lot of, you know, my own 
immaturities mm. the part and and I mean so much of my you know I'll call them immaturities right because prior to Saturn like returns were, were underdeveloped mm. and a lot of that had to do with my own you know emotional security and mm. comfort in myself and who I was in the world and I took an alternative path too you mm-hmm. know at, at a young age and so at that point you know I was at what other people had you know considered I you know you're not going to be able to make a living off of this and I <laughs> just was like right at the threshold of beginning to make a so-called living from it um but it i it was hard it was really hard and yet looking back on it it was so powerful mm-hmm. i mean i took myself seriously put it that way mm-hmm. it came i i came, moved from being like oh a tarot reader astrologer hippy dippy girl that sits at the beach and does readings to like a professional And, you know, for me, part of being a professional, I needed to get, go to school. I needed those things. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a Virgo. It's about knowledge. It's about, that might not have been for other people, right? But for me, I was doing something. It was bringing out in me the things that Mm -hmm. were underdeveloped. Mm -hmm. Now, when you think about, like, okay, that's behind you, when did you feel like you exited out? And, like, how did that feel, like, after going through the bulk of it? That's hard, Nia. And that's where I think, like, you know, this. these are not finite moments yeah. in time. You know, I think that it's, it, you know, we Here's can... me s- wanting to box check. I know. <laughs> totally. No, you're, such, you're being such a tourist. Like, what day? When does it start? <laughs> you know, technically it happens. I, I think that it was more... And it, this is how life works, right? When you go through a crisis, when you go through any initiation, you, you just suddenly become... Yeah, you know, you step into, you shed skin. Like we have all these beautiful, poetic ways of describing the same thing. But I, I can't really pinpoint a moment in time. I can just say that I, I know that you know, for me, um, taking myself seriously meant that I had to hold myself to a much higher caliber of accountability. Yeah, and that was especially as a business yeah, owner, for sure. You yeah. know, and a business owner of something that was not really common back then. Yeah. Wow. It brought out something that was already in me. What is your Saturn in? Like, like my Saturn's in Leo. Leo. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So then, if it's like associated with a particular sign, mm-hmm. does it like take on the traits yes. of that sign? Yes. Okay. So the qualities okay, of sense. insecurities, the qualities of strengths, like all where what will be my challenge and what will also be my superpower mm. is Leo energy, and so what that Leo energy oh. means. Now I'm going to have to look up, like, I don't really know much about Aquarius. Yeah, then you definitely need to look that up. It's opposite, too. Oh. Um, okay, you mentioned something a little bit ago, and I really wanted to dive into this, mm-hmm. um, about, like, and I preface this before we started this conversation, was I notice a lot of people, maybe they've turned 30 or they're around their 30s and what I hear is as a nutritionist is oh I'm turning 30 my body's changing Mm -hmm. and I've always thought like hmm I wonder if that has something to do with like the emotional experiences around a Saturn return Mm -hmm. that would cause like the shadow Mm -hmm. to start popping up in the body because Mm -hmm. I don't I mean maybe the body does change at 30 like physiologically but I don't think that's like so like definitive like I think people think it's old and it's not but there I think it's right there right you know there's again especially and we have such a um such an obsession with youth in our culture yeah like not not every culture had such an obsession with youth and we do so Mm -hmm. changing you know aging is already in shadow land because Mm -hmm. we fear aging I was so scared to turn 30 yeah 
I don't 30, do like so much healing. <laughs> 30, 40, 50. Like anytime we hit these really big, um, these big ages, I think that first of all, what arises in, in many is the fear of aging and mm-hmm. the fear of aging, you know, there are, um, physical associations with that, but the fear of aging also means that we're closer to death. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what Saturn is, is life and death. So, you know, when you ask that question and, and we do know that the body changes like physiologically, yeah. I mean, skin sheds. I mean, I think that the lungs, it's like every seven years, Saturn has a seven year cycle, which is interesting ah. as well. So sure. I imagine that, you know, people, bodies are changing mm-hmm. um, you know on a physiological level but um, I would also say and argue that the way that they're also changing is as we are getting older and we're beginning to integrate our experiences mm-hmm. right and integration is a level of consciousness that happens we can look back at our life and understand who we are as a result and how it shaped us there's an integration that's happening on a mm-hmm. cellular level there as well because it requires that many of our emotional patterns become matured. Mm-hmm. Saturn is about maturation, maturing through these tasks. And and I think that as we mature and we integrate in some way, our body is absolutely changing. Mm-hmm. Now what you so what you say though which is interesting is that the shadow becomes like squeezed out of it in mm-hmm. some way. Yeah. I I I see a pattern of that. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm in myself a lot too like almost like like for example when Mm -hmm. I started the shadow work group Mm -hmm. with you I almost felt pregnant with my shadow like I was holding and it was shame like it was like I was pregnant with shame and in the beginning I was like oh this is so uncomfortable like it was physically uncomfortable to be that bloated Mm -hmm. and I was doing all the right things and Mm -hmm. all the doctor told me to do was take I don't know, some type of laxative. And I'm like, that's not going to solve my problems. And I was so um, in denial of it. Like, oh, I don't want to be this way. Mm-hmm. I, I hate this. Mm-hmm. When can I just get over this? Mm-hmm. And then there came this switching point of like, that's not going to solve it. Mm-hmm. And so I just like, for a while, treated my bloat like a, a like it was a baby. Yeah. And I just sat with it. And I'm like, it's kind of cute, like mm-hmm. Pooh Bear. Mm-hmm. And it changed the relationship to my body. And it almost felt like it became physical so I could hold it so I could actually let it go. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. being still in my Saturn return or the ending mm-hmm. of it. Or waning. What, the, the waning. waning. <laughs> yes. Um, that was like a huge thing Ooh. as someone who's had like a history of like so much bodily insecurities. But and- listen to what you just said. And this is so beautiful. And um, I I honor you and and the image that you are upholding in your community and you know how you're helping other people with this like I I honor you in that way because I I wish that somebody did that for me when I was at that age but I honor you even more because this is such a good representation of you stepping into your shadow sorry your Saturn and you know I'll I'll say first like you are Taurus like Mm -hmm. you are your body Mm -hmm. you know the the experience of what it feels like to be in our body is Taurus Mm -hmm. so you can't get away from it and so the insecurity it was there at the beginning, right? The refusal, like all of that that was tied into the body, you created shame around that mm-hmm. and a disconnection from it. But as you moved through this, your Saturn return, and really like you moved through a lot of soul work. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of soul work that you were doing. And, and a lot of that wasn't even at your own uh, desire, right? <laughs> it found you. Yes. But Nia, you used your body to integrate. Mm-hmm. You reclaimed your connection with your body and you, you 
and you became the parent of it. Mm -hmm. And so it is your greatest source of power as well. Mm -hmm. So no, Nia, not everybody's going to like go through shadow work and be like, (laughs) wow, I feel this bloating and I'm holding because their connection to their body is not the same Ah. as yours. But can they be supported in that way? Absolutely. You have such a sensitive awareness of how Mm -hmm. you hold in your body. Mm -hmm. And that's your superpower. But it's also going to be yes. an area of weakness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like, um, and maybe the people that are that are working with me are drawn to me for that reason. Um, and that's what you have to remember. You know, that there's there are no mistakes. Mm-hmm. And the ones that, you know, you call to you, which you resonate with, because mm-hmm. you, you will call to you other people you don't resonate with. But you, this is your vehicle to share with mm-hmm. them, right? Like, you've been given your gifts. I've been given mine. I've been forging my gifts for a long time. You're mm-hmm. forging your gifts. Mm-hmm. But that's our skills. That's what we have to work mm-hmm. with others. Interesting, because it was, like, such a source of weakness when I was so young, and it was like this like thing that overtook everything. It would, but there, it overtook everything. Yeah. You became obsessed with yes. it. Yes. And your obsession in some way encouraged you to develop a different relationship with it. Mm-hmm. And to your point, because you had some awareness and desire for consciousness, you did develop a new relationship with it. Mm-hmm. Are the, is everybody going to do that? No. And mm-hmm. they're going to suffer. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it, maybe it'll be prolonged. Again, Saturn is about time mm-hmm. and every experience in our life is an opportunity, you know, from Saturn's point of view, even if Saturn's involved or not, for us to mature, to step into, to mm-hmm. move through, mm-hmm. right, to develop. Life mm-hmm. is constantly in motion, moving forward moving forward, backward, upside down, but it's about growth, right? And that growth changes over time. Mm. Okay, well, one last question about Saturn. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's almost like a time of, like, refining your gifts. So good. The first, the first moment of refining your gift and I think emphasis on the your I'll speak in my term like it's an emphasis on my gifts not the gifts that maybe I went to school for and I thought like that's what I should do maybe not the gifts of this marriage that I'm in now and I have one child and that's really not what mine is you know what I'm saying the emphasis is on mine Mm -hmm. and when I can claim what is mine Mm -hmm. then Yes, it is the first refinement of that. Mm -hmm. That's when our education begins, Mm -hmm. right? Our education with the world, not what we are told, but our own exploration of Mm -hmm. that. And and I'll say one last thing about it as well, unless you have other questions. No. (laughs) In a a astrology chart, there's the the house associated with Saturn or Capricorn is the 10th house. It's the midheaven. It's the highest point in our horoscope. Mm -hmm. And and in that, it, it... connects us with our calling what we do in the world and you know most people you know come in and they ask am I on the right path am I doing what I should be doing what should I be doing in the world and again our culture has reduced that to a job to a career what we should be doing in the world and oftentimes our skills our life skills that we have you know uh, gained are not giving us the same kind of passion that we desire what what our calling might be and so there's been real confusion around that as though our job has to be our calling you understand no i 
oh my god yeah this is a huge conversation me and my husband have mm-hmm. like he's like I don't think like your job has to be like your purpose mm-hmm. I'm like it doesn't no it doesn't but we have been fooled into believing that yeah. it does because that's we, a lot of pressure it's so much pressure <laughs> and and the thing is is it's so much pressure that then requires us to be productive that requires us to be exhausted mm-hmm. in all of these ways rather than what Saturn wants more than anything and what that point in our horoscope is 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 our contribution to the world and that when we do who we are even if doing who we are is like baking brownies and bringing them to the neighbors or volunteering like it's not your job but you get to do who you are in the world that's our highest calling Mm. and and over time that first step into the Saturn initiation is claiming that I get to choose I get to choose my life. Mm. And now I need to check and see, do I have life skills to support what I want to choose that I can do, right? It's not a dreamy time. It's a preparation. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the hero sets out for his journey and has to see what she's equipped with. Mm. What does she still need to bring with her, right? Mm. That's what the initiation of Saturn is. Mm. Wow. I'm, like, thinking just from my own experience, too, like, it, yeah, I like the idea of like the reorganization of mm-hmm. just like all these ideas. And you've said this to me before in like private session of, um, and I can't remember how you explained it of just like someone tells you like, oh, Adrian's tough and mm-hmm. strong. And then you start to believe that mm-hmm. from like an external thing. And mm-hmm. it's like, am I tough? Am I strong? Mm-hmm. Okay, now I own it and I know these things from internally. Mm-hmm. And that's the reorganization of that quality. Sure. And then, or I've been told I'm distant, but mm-hmm. no, actually I'm very loving. Mm-hmm. And so dropping that. Exactly. And the reorganization then is, it's, it, it is confronting, you know, who we think we are with who we are currently. And that's, again, the really important piece is like currently. We come to know ourselves as a collection of who mm-hmm. we've been and what the world continues to reflect back. Checking in with ourselves is checking in with the current version of who who I am, who am I today? Mm-hmm. And sure, there's going to be traces and foundations of who you were, mm-hmm. but it doesn't define who mm-hmm. you are in this moment. Mm-hmm. You do. Mm-hmm. I'm still in that part. Which one? <laughs> Defining who I am. Yeah. And, and that, you know what, Nia, that is a perfect place to be on the waning side mm-hmm. of your Saturn return, because what it means is that you are in process with it, right? You are doing yeah. the work now. You said, okay, Saturn, gotcha, let's do this, mm-hmm. you know, and that's part of the journey. Mm. Lots to think about. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to be doing a, um, you know, this has... Every year I see with all my Saturn returns, I'm like, I should do a Saturn return group. You should. I am. So I am. <gasps> oh my God. In <laughs> yeah. person again? No, I'm going to do this one virtually. Okay. So that I can, I have a lot of people that are not San Diego based. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to do a virtual Saturn return group. And, you know, I, I would love to get a group of people that are all like in that same place. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, what a mastermind, first of all. Yeah. But also to be able to just really, you know, kind of. I guess I get to be the um, grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> no. Saturn, the old Saturn, uh, the crone in that. And just, you know, helping people kind of understand, like, the organi- reorganization of themselves and looking at life in a different way through a different trajectory. I feel like you are sometimes, for me at least, like, Saturn embodied. Mm-hmm. I have been told that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, now that I think about it, like... And that how amazing for the individuals in that group. Maybe I'll join it. Um, because you are such a, like, when I wanted to be in my victim mode or, like, it's their fucking fault when these things, but you 
called me out on my shit Mm -hmm. and it made me like get to this place and such a like okay I feel a little bit more confident Mm -hmm. about this and I wonder like how do people go through this alone Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well not knowing what the fuck's going on exactly (laughs) I mean they don't they project it on the world and Mm. and they have lots of struggles you know what we what we aren't able to really move through we project outward you Mm -hmm. know and and I think too, and yeah, I'll say to what you said, I mean, y- y- I know you say it endearingly that I called you out on your shit, but what I also did though is called you out on what you were ready to see, yeah. right? That's the thing about Saturn is that we can't prepare people for something that they're not ready for, mm-hmm. you know, they, you just don't get it. Yeah, no, and, I get that. And you, you know, you are, are doing I didn't work. seek this out, so mm-hmm. I understand and trust <laughs> that, that I was ready for it, uh-huh. mm, but it, it, it wouldn't have been something I sought out because it was painful and difficult and messy those are the lessons you've chosen Mm -hmm. darn it no 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 i'm like i know i would choose those things (laughs) can't be easy um okay when does that group start and where can people find you um people people can find me at my um on instagram adrian soul sessions um the group the group has it to be determined. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be... We're still in the be, shadow group. Yeah, <laughs> we're still in the shadow group. Um, I'm thinking I want to probably start that near uh, the end of May, beginning mm-hmm. of June. That's a good time period for Saturn. Um, Is it going to be a similar like style of the shadow group where it's kind of... Um, how would I describe it? It's it's so it's so natural and intuitive. Like it's not like you're presenting a topic for people who are like, what it what would it be like? Is, is it will it be like that? Experiential, yeah, yeah, like definitely experiential. We come in with one little like mm-hmm. someone shares an experience mm-hmm. or a dream, and then it just takes off, and then someone says something and then you have that in common with that person Mm -hmm. and then you have this big aha moment and you're like what the hell you go into another space yes that's why group work is amazing yeah i've never been in a group like that (laughs) though Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah the the group work and yes saturn the saturn return group is going to be that and i think also that because again there's a lot of angst Mm -hmm. it's an existential crisis point saturn return is so this (laughs) angst that you all have is it's like it is raw energy it's just waiting to chant it's Mm -hmm. waiting for permission Mm -hmm. for some it's also waiting for an outlet for others so that's what i want to do in the group is i i want you all to help each other understand like where do you need to channel this energy right now yeah it, it feels like um like just like if it were like a ball of energy mm-hmm. and it just rides through people yeah. and then whatever you need to see or experience it will ride through those situations yeah. and then you come back to like your safe little container <laughs> i think you need to make sure that they can see all of those motions i know i use my hands anyway. a lot yes <laughs> okay thank you so much i wish i had this episode one to two years ago but i had you so mm-hmm. i'm grateful yeah. <laughs> 